Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink with me all the way across the lovely pond. Oh, whatever the hell it is. I don't know why they call it a pond. Anyways, that's some stupid English thing. Is the gold standard in ghost hunting, the empress, a sound god, and all that other stuff. Mr. Steve Parsons. Yo. Yo, yeah, give me that yo bit. <laughs> yo. <laughs> so why do you call it the pond anyways? It's a freaking ocean. Yeah, we only do it to um, bamboozle Americans. Just to annoy us? Yeah. Like sticking use in where they don't belong and stuff like that. Hey, it's called English for a reason. Saying clerk instead of, I mean, clack instead of clerk. It's called English oh. for a reason. It's actually supposed to be one of the hardest languages in the world to, to understand. I thought that was our English. Yeah, well, you just screwed it up. I mean, I just made it <laughs> Anyway, our uh, space program, uh, so, uh, we landed on the moon. Which is and great. it fell over. And it fell over. <laughs> hey, private company. Don't blame us. <laughs> Oops. But anyway, at least it's we're there. Yeah. Despite what other people think. All right, joining us today, we're going to switch gears a little bit, and uh, we're going to. You mean we've got to be sensible? I don't know about that. Uh, we have someone uh, who who is uh, well, actually you know better than I do. He's he's a a ghost skeptic in a paranormal critic i'm not sure what those are but maybe he could tell us mr richard case richard you with us yeah hi ron hi uh steve uh good to be on um, are you sure are yeah, you really you sure, sure? <laughs> you, well I, I think it is um it was quite interesting the last podcast i was on i don't know if steve heard that last podcast but uh it was uh very enjoyable let's let's put it that way um as many people will We'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, I was known as the ghost challenger in the sense I was left in buildings on my own. And um, basically, uh, I used to say, OK, leave me in the building. Um, I don't believe in ghosts, but if there's a ghost, then maybe I'll get affected or, or something will happen and people used to follow me. And I just got more and more skeptic. And now I'm not really, I don't think you can call me a skeptic because a skeptic should have a bit more more of an open mind i'd probably say i just don't believe full stop in in life after death or anything like that i'm gonna have to applaud you for that because we hear so many people who call themselves skeptics joe nichols uh that uh really aren't skeptics the you know they're really yeah. non-believers if you want to call it uh so i give you i do give you kudos for that so i mean you did these things in in the the uh, the lone vigils, I guess they're called now, because we have fancy names since it's been on TV. And uh, 
were you when you went into it, you didn't believe in ghosts, but did you have any doubts at all? When I was very young, my grandfather told me loads and loads of ghost stories, and um, I was very intrigued with it. And when I was a child, I was actually very nervous about. So when I was a very when I was very, when I was a child, I probably did believe. Yeah, I did believe because I was very very scared of going into. Uh, my my uh, granddad told me that my uh, great grandmother was seen at the top of this spiral staircase where uh, he lived, and I was really really fearful of going up that spiral staircase and thinking I was going to see her apparition. So I believed every story I was told. And um, I used to have that horrible feeling in certain rooms as a child. I don't know what that was all about. Probably over-imagination, probably just been a child, you know. Uh, I never saw anything. Um, I, I just had feelings as a child. But I, I put it down to, you know, childhood imagination. You're with us, Steve, right? I am with you. Okay, so you, I, you're doing you know. all right. Go on, keep going. You're doing fine. Don't need. Well, me. just just careful. I don't want to dominate the conversation like some people I know. You know. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> Richard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you never had any experiences, but you had people in your family that had experiences, and and you know that throughout the world and throughout history, there are many, many, many reports of sightings of apparitions or ghosts, whatever you want to call them. I mean, doesn't yeah, that influence yeah. you at all? I it, I believe there's other things going on. Um, I, my grandfather said he saw the apparition of my grandmother. He was probably coming in and out of sleep. So I believe it's probably, I mean, I'm not an, I'm not an expert, I'm not an academic in this, but I believe in this um, hypnogonic and hypnoponic state that he was probably coming out of that and probably hallucinated and saw my grandmother uh, because I've done that myself. I've actually seen, in fact, I, <laughs> I remember, uh, oh, it's my first wife. I probably shouldn't mention that, but uh, my first <laughs> marriage, um, I, I had a few, a, a few too many bits of champagne because she didn't drink because, uh, she was brought up in the Salvation Army, which is well known probably over in the States as well. My family were into all that and they were, so were totally against alcohol. So I, yeah, so I drank for both of us. And that yeah, okay. night I saw a what looked like a the apparition of a nun pointing over the bed. And I jokingly said it was an omen because we ended up getting divorced. But yeah. I know full well it was a hallucination I was having. And I thought, well, if I had gone off and said that to somebody, they'd say... Oh gosh, you were in that bedsit. That's where the monastery used to be. There, that you know, or something would have Chinese whispers, and then from that you would have had all sorts of ghost hunters going there, and uh, that's where the story starts from my, you know, my hallucination by drinking too much. How do you know it was a hallucination, Richard? Good point, Steve. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, Not I, it made me jump a while. I got out bit. You well, I I find it really hard to believe that life can go on after death. I believe when the brain, you know, when when the heart stops, and we haven't got a brain or we haven't got anything physical, I find it I just find it impossible to see how how there could be anything else. So therefore, what I saw must have been an hallucination from from that kind of uh, viewpoint I have. 
on that point, Richard, if you go into anesthesiology or or you have near-death experiences, you you have to kind of think about, well, does the consciousness go on? And is this just another form of consciousness? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I listen, I mean, probably listen too much. Cal Cooper told me off for that, but I I do... um, I'm quite interested in what Susan Blackmore said about the dying brain and the fact that the dying brain could possibly cause what is a near-death experience and cause this tunnel of light. And, um, you know, it's different for each culture, but that's because of their cultural beliefs. Um, And I believe that it's probably that, that it's probably happening, that they're probably, you know, that when we die, we probably get this cocktail of, the dying brain gets this cocktail of whatever, and we um, we have this wonderful experience. Um, but then that's it, you know. And and I don't believe that. I mean, I mean, I, I know you guys probably don't think of it in a morbid sense, but I don't believe it is morbid if there is no life after death. Because I think I didn't like Ricky Gervais said I didn't know about it before I was born, and I ain't gonna know about it, you know, uh, when I go. And I believe that we're lucky to be alive. Science says that that we're lucky to be here. We've won the lottery to be here, and um, I think we've got to live for the moment. But I do find it fascinating. I do find beliefs in these kind of things and religion fascinating. Steve, do you agree with that? Uh, I I agree with a lot of that. That yeah. Um, but I don't think I I have the certainty that Richard seems to demonstrate mm-hmm. because. The 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 uh, literature shows us that millions of people annually report what they determine as ghosts, and those reports go way 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 back before the birth of Christ through the Sumerians and ancient China. Pliny the younger, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, way beyond Pliny, way beyond Pliny, Pliny, Pliny was a real late to the party in terms of ghost stories and ghost accounts. Sure. I, I, I mean, from yeah. my perspective, people have been seeing what they have determined to be ghosts for as long as mankind has existed. For me, it, it's not a question of belief. I believe people see ghosts. But for me, the question is, why do they see ghosts? What is the mechanism by which it, these things happen, these phenomena take place? Now, at one end of the spectrum, it could be that the dead are returning to visit the living. And at the opposite end of this spectrum, it would be it's all make-believe, it's hallucinations, it's visions, it's hoaxes, fantasy. The truth is somewhere between those two extremes. And I think yeah, I, I, with by careful research, we we can get closer to one end of it or the other to determine what the truth is. And there are so many. The biggest problem of all comes with what is a ghost? You say you don't believe in them. I, I accept that. There are many that do. But how do you define what a ghost is? Because we can't yet. Dictionaries can't define it. Well, I, 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 hundred percent, um, to a point, you know, agree with you there, Steve. Um, I, 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 actually, point. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what, what it is, I, I think, yeah, that probably, uh, 
Um, yeah, I've I've looked at these things and I thought to myself, because there's one thing I did say, and there's so many things in my brain, that's what it is. Um, I'm trying to uh, get over from what Steve just said. One of the things I think is important, it it should never be about belief. It should be about facts. And Cal Cooper um, kind of reminded me, I think Steve's just reminded me there of that. And it shouldn't be about your own personal belief all the time. It should be about whatever the evidence is and whatever the facts are. And that's thinking as a, a in a scientific way. I probably I'm not not scientific, so I don't think in that 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 way. Um, I also think um, if people say, "Do you believe in ghosts?" I probably would say, "Yeah, well, I do believe in ghosts because you're seeing a ghost, but I don't believe it's you know." a dead relative or somebody that once lived, I would say you're hallucinating or something's gone on in the brain. I don't know what that is. Science is looking at that. You know, there's all sorts of other theories. I mean, I'm quite interested in anomalistic psychology by Dr. Chris French, those kind of things. Um, and I tend to go more, more for that, that side of things. Um, Kel Cooper has reminded me to read the big, Biglow uh, papers because he said there's a lot I haven't read and to be fair you know I, I'll, I'll you know I'll take it on the chin and start reading a lot because I am a member of SPR so that's quite interesting a member of SPR who doesn't believe in ghosts but um, you know You're not I, the I first will um, you won't be the last probably yeah 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 so I, I you know I will definitely read all the papers and I would definitely look at it I, I I gave an example on Facebook I said to somebody. If you told me there was a fairy at the bottom of the garden, I'd probably think I'm hallucinating. Or if I saw a fairy, no, was it I saw a fairy, I think I'm hallucinating. If you saw a fairy, I think we're both hallucinating. And it went on like that. And the, the end thing was, if there's definite proof there is a fairy, then I'd have to relook at everything. So even though I don't believe, and I, and I really, really don't think that life goes on, if suddenly bang, bang on the news tomorrow. It's been proven. The scientists have proved it. This is what this is what happens. We don't, part of us does not die. We do go on. Then, of course, I'd have to take that. Are you conflating two different subjects there? You're conflating survival of death with mm. apparitional ghosts. And both can exist. Yeah. You don't have to have, um, you don't have to be dead to be, a ghost um, and this is the problem with the def- definition because there are ghosts of living people or apparitions of living yeah, people, that, which people call ghosts i've heard and, and, i've heard that yeah. and when it comes to well padre pio by location was, Stalin was, was one, one yeah. excellent example of that uh, pythagoras was another bugger who could bilocate as well um but you you then have the problem, and I've spoken to Chris French about this and confronted him with this problem. There are a number of well-documented, well-researched episodes, such as the mediumship of Eileen Garrett and the R101 incident, whereby yeah. communication could not have been received from uh, a living entity because that person had just been killed in the crash. Yet the information that was passed to them seemingly could... How do you... I mean, how do you square that particular circle? Because 
Eileen Garrett but, but, was was receiving information that could never have been gained pre-crash but, or from another living person. But, but am I right in thinking, I might be wrong here, but Eileen Garrett was often challenged a lot for bakery as well. I don't know if I'm right on that. No, I think no. I've heard it Eileen, somewhere. I, in fact, Eileen Garrett uniquely um, dismissed her own mediumship uh, by saying, I don't believe I speak to dead people. And she later moved over to America and founded the Parapsychological Foundation because she wanted science to explain how these events took place. But yeah, yeah. Th- these events do take place. And what the problem with science looking at them is they tend to bury their heads in the sand, pull the curtains over and say, ah, that must be mistake that must be a hoax that must be make-believe that must be written after the event but there are some well-documented uh, incidents I, I guess I'd be... something seems to be surviving death now bodily death i don't think there's a there's a parapsychologist or scientist on this planet that would disagree that when the human body dies it stops dead end of it does nothing else happens it gets buried burnt whatever but something else does in some you know there is a suggestion that something survives beyond death yeah i mean i i think with the the eileen garrett thing i think i'd probably be like the doubting thomas in the bible that wanted to see the wounds of christ i would probably want to be there hear eileen garrett say that and actually um see that 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 that, that genuine evidence to see it for myself um, rather than hear it from what other people have said, even though I probably may need to trust some of those uh, researchers that, and, and, and that. Um, I think when you say about like the doppelganger or the, or the, or the, the double person, um, it's funny because, um, you know, that again would be, why are we seeing, uh, why are people seeing, a living person again is that hallucination i don't know and also when you mentioned about the medium i did have a medium that when i was really into this and she turned around and said she did believe she was picking up people from the other side she believed she was picking up memories from the people that sat with her and she wasn't actually communicating with their relatives she was actually reading their minds and picking up from what they from from them so that was an interesting uh Mm. And, and all of those highlight the problems that parapsychology and oh, sure. paranormal investigators face because there is no unified theory that explains all of these phenomena that people report. Um, and Telepathy sounds more credible to me. You know, that uh, sounds more credible than. But to a psychic, survival of death and the, re- and the, re- the revenant returning spirit sounds more plausible to them so there is an so, element of, yeah. of belief and, bu- and personal bias comes into this and this is i mean this is the eternal problem that's faced psychical research for well 500 years easily um in that we just don't know what we're dealing with right. and that's what have- makes these ghost hunting television programs so frankly ridiculous yeah, they are. But oh, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we have yeah. other instances of, of remote viewing and uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say astrophone because that's basically you guys are talking about uh, the uh, Padre Peel thing. But 
you know, you 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 talk about medium saying that she picks up the memories for them, but that in itself is paranormal. This how can a person pick up the memories of someone else who is yeah. living? Yeah, that is that paranormal. Would... You're right because anything, yeah. anything or, or, that can or be is it, explained is it, by... is it paranormal only because we can't yet explain it? Oh, wasn't that the because... definition of paranormal? Yeah, that's... Because back in eighty in the eighteen eighties, um, they they published um, Phantasms of the Living, published by the SPR, and mm-hmm. in that Podmore, you know, the the three uh, authors postulated and gave i think there were 700 examples of of experiences which they suggested were evidence of thought transference which is telepathy they tried to explain apparitions ghosts and many many other phenomena including bilocation um, as um, examples of thought transference forms of different forms of telepathy how it affects so basically you're getting rid of one one uh paranormal thing by justifying another another. paranormal thing it's 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 still paranormal i mean it is still it it is still paranormal i i think you know and i I think there's a lot of things that 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 could be paranormal i mean um and i think um maybe i am a little bit picky when i come to ghosts um you know because that's what i mainly concentrate on when i say i'm a non-believer yeah yeah what would it take what what would it take to convince you of the for uh you know positive in favor of the existence of phantoms ghosts I think if I, I think if I was in my, if I knew I was in my right frame of mind, I wasn't fast asleep, and uh, I was at a location uh, that was reputedly haunted, and suddenly this apparition started walking towards me. There again, I'm going to say hallucination, but if I think that all the, uh, all the real hallucination factors are, are difficult, if I was, I don't know, that would probably start to that would probably start to quake a little bit on my non-belief. I would start to think, <laughs> and, you know. And, and we both know. know that a psychologist could drive a coach and horses through what you just said. Yeah, I know. I was um, just thinking that myself because he, he added that caveat about a haunted location, which, you know, uh, taint, taints his, his thoughts right off the bat. Well, not, not just that, because we actually don't really know what we see. We can't. We trust what our senses are telling us because of that. Yeah, matter. yeah. No, that's a matter of survival. You know, we have to trust what we see, what we hear. We we wouldn't last five minutes in the big bad world if we didn't. At the same time, neuropsychologists will be able to demonstrate time and time again how fallible those senses are to being tricked, fooled, uh, and how the brain can misperceive, misunderstand, mm-hmm. and misinterpret its surroundings. Optical illusions are a good example of that. Sure. I, th- um, I think and, and Neil Seth has come up with some very interesting because yeah I've read a lot about this um, and and that we don't actually because we don't see certain um, uh, what is it you know um, infrared or certain not we see infrared but certain spectrums of that you know we we're not really seeing the full picture out there what we're seeing is a hallucination in many ways that's all that that all that does kind of um, Beg the question. Uh, I guess um, if there are such a thing as ghosts, 
you know, is it that I'm just not going to see him or, you know, um, Well, I mean, testimony testimony suggests that theories of beyond visual or beyond normal human perception um, are failing are because of the number of humans who report seeing ghosts. So clearly, whatever the phenomena is must, and this is the argument against full spectrum photography and infrared photography, to look for ghosts or to enhance the, because the person that said, hey, I just saw a ghost, probably in almost unless they're on television or a ghost hunter aren't using infrared (laughs) or ultraviolet or anything else they're using Mm. the normal human vision so whatever don't don't you find i mean you find they seem to be i mean you obviously find steve i mean you find obviously that people don't even know what they're using they don't understand that's true that's perfectly true what they've got Mm -hmm. you know um I mean, I, I, I claim to say I, I still don't really understand about EMF. I read your book um, <laughs> and, and I, find, yeah. I recommend, I recommend people. I say, to pe- I say to people, if you're going to go out and do this, then, you know, at least know your subject and, and read that book because you don't know what you're doing with that device you've got in your hand. You don't understand That's what you're doing. That's perfectly true. That's perfectly true, unfortunately. And, and, and I've, been, I've been totally... Annihilated, annihilated at the moment for uh, criticizing kitten balls, which is now on the scene. Um, <laughs> I guess you guys have probably. I mean, absolute rubbish, absolute rubbish. You know, the kitten balls flash, and that's Charlie talking to me, and you know, they're they're all there sitting around having a conversation. Oh, yeah. When I, you know, I've found there's been far more interesting things probably happening at a location than that. I agree. And those kitten balls are just another craze. It's a it's a passing it's a passing fad, like EMF meters were, like talking to torches, the mag lights were. You know, they'll move on to something else. Um, or in fact they already have and, and the started Estes, to move on to it something else. The Estes method, I mean the Estes method, they're not doing that properly. They're not doing it for what it should be, are they, when they're putting these headphones on and putting a mask on themselves to set, you know, with well, deprivation, I mean, they're not doing it. They're not doing anything at all, really, because it's entirely subjective. Well, I am doing yeah, something. Yeah. I'm going to take us to break. So there you go. Anyways, you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons and uh, Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet, and we're all good podcasts uh, being uh, broadcast. Yeah, whatever, go to die. That's a good point. And uh, our special guest today is uh, ghost skeptic, uh, well, ghost non-believer, Richard Case. And we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Merrimack Street, Bethune, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the end of Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Become a member and get more of us because you can't get enough. You know it. You love to watch. We'll be back after the following messages. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge.
Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Located in Illinois, there lies a sleepy little town where nothing is a common occurrence. You going to that party in town tonight? Heck yeah! I only turned 18 once. That is until the night of celebration. Where the hell is she? Oh no. No, 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 Jessica! From the creators of Shadowhunters, fighting me, comes a tale of primal terror. Grind Call Mayhem. Shadowhunters, kill Jessica! Kill! <laughs> Presumably, Jessica will survive to be killed again. I don't think so. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International, the second half of the first half of tonight's two-hour Ghost Chronicles double edition. Our guest tonight, do you know, I was actually, during the ad break, I was kind of thinking back to uh, the theme of this show. There are going to be people listening to tonight's show and have you you're both familiar with um, Monty Python's The Life of Brian? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. definitely, definitely. The scene yeah. where they're shouting Disbeliever, disbeliever, kill the heretics, <laughs> blasphemer. We are gonna get into so much trouble tonight from the Believer Brigade. After tell we've we've rid the world of cat balls. Yeah. And we've, yeah, uh, but we are. we've, we've besmirched their technology. Mm. Well, it's quite funny the reaction I've had because, I, and I knew, you know, I said to people, it's a general statement. Don't, you know, they said, oh, it's personal. I said, no, it's not personal because it's a general opinion I'm making. And um, I said, if I said Ed down the road is a complete, you know, then that would be personal. And then they started going for me for the juggler. Well, you're hounding women. You're doing this. You're doing that. I said, why am I on this podcast show? I thought I was on here to uh, ask why I don't believe. And they suddenly attacked me like anything with all sorts of uh, accusations. It's very amusing. Well, we, we live we live in a crazy world now where anything you say can be used to beat you to death with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
you know. and it's only words and, you know, and, and we you are know. we are let's be honest we are three middle middle-aged white males we have wait a minute no i'm yeah. old age all right but we still have <laughs> we still have our, the, our opinions on the scale of opinions is below the scale we we what we think feel want desire what we say amounts to nothing anymore yeah that's because nobody's allowed to have their own beliefs they must all sure. now you're being name. misogynistic mm. yeah i know <laughs> probably islamophobic and well, I'm, I'm changing my sex time. so that that should bring you right back into line with everybody well, that's going to get into another debate, isn't it? <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, I want to get. And before I go, I do want to give a shout out to to John, who's he's like been listening to the show since it's been on Toji Net, and and I I can't believe he's still listening to it. But anyways, uh, he is here, so I want to give a shout out to him and and of course hey John. Good, good friend, spiritualist, hey spiritualist medium Stephen Scott is listening. Uh, to because he, I'm sure he wanted to hear uh, Richard talk about the fact that there's still life after death. I'm just saying. But anyway. It'd be interesting to know what Steve has he, has he, yeah, what he thinks or if he's put any views up or this is a man who's armed with axes. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> mess with him. He's he's a martial art expert. No, uh, that yeah. does well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and he's in, he's sound, in your uh, neck of the woods, you know. He's not that far away, so uh, you know. <laughs> I, I'd watch it. Well, I've already got with you. I've already got the body armor ready, you know. So yeah, well, uh, I ain't gonna do you much good. I can tell you, I've seen this weapon. No, probably not. And he's Scottish on top of it. And he's Scottish on top of it, so let's yeah. say no more. Yeah, he's actually he's actually a pussy cat. Wow, he is. So, as they usually are. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a, no, he's a very dear friend and someone I'm very pleased but to call a friend. He's a killer. He's armed. He's armed with axes and Lord knows Dad what he actually. Has he? I don't know. <laughs> I've never been that close to him. But after Richard, we we better bring him back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Richard. Over to you. I'm no, no. Troubles it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, so, it was Richard that, Richard that yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, yeah. Uh, Richard, so you have people like Stephen Scott and so many other uh, people that, that have their beliefs, uh, like the spiritualists, that, that they speak to the dead. So you have your beliefs as a non believer. Do you? Do you look down upon them because they believe in ghosts, uh, uh, believe in the life after death? Wow, that's a polar. In, in all honesty, in all honesty, probably not. I don't. You know, um, I I joke, I tease, but do I look down on them as, for what they believe? No, I don't. And I welcome, I welcome them actually challenging me. And and I mean, there's one guy that's actually come out and said, um, I find what you're posting really funny. He said, and um, I actually believe in it all. And he said, um, and I'll uh, I'll invite you along to one of my events. And I said, okay, you know, good on you, you know. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. We invited Steve to a couple of events too. That didn't turn out too good though. Uh, so I don't know. Which which, which <laughs> Steve? Which Steve? You you have to clarify. If, you, oh. oh yeah. Now that I mentioned he was in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have to clarify now. 
Yeah, Mr. Mr. Parsons, how's that? Yeah. Do you know like, what? I, I, I've, I've, I've. I love it when you done. say that, by the way. You know what? Go ahead. You know on. what? I've, I've attended hundreds of events, well, more than hundreds of events uh, down the years. And I've seen all sides, all camps, all different persuasions, beliefs, ideas. And I don't think that I have ever really fallen out with anybody um, because it is a matter of, I think you have to accept that you might not agree with the other person. Or, or sorry, you might not agree with what the other person is saying, but you have to separate that from the individual. And so I, I, I have no problem um, with mediums, with uh, you know the, the ghost hunting fraternity. I insult them all equally. That's right. um, <laughs> but I count many yeah. of them. I count many of them as friends. I think, you know, the person can well, be as, got, mad, I, I, as mad as a box of friends. I've got many like good them. I've got many Go good friends that use dare, dare I say, use kitten balls <laughs> and ah. um, you know, do those kind of uh, those events. So I have many friends like that as well. And uh, you know, they I count them as personal friends and uh they um they just laugh along with my non belief and um you know, uh, it, it does, it does, it does work in the majority of, well, I say the majority, there is an awful lot on uh, Facebook, but that probably says more about the, uh, yeah, well, social good. media than it does about anything else. There are a few people within the paranormal community who, um, are, have got a, should we describe it as an acidic, um, don't rub them up the wrong way temperament here across their asses we oh, see yeah. in America. yes you know i yes. uh, there's, they're, there's they're, a, they're, yeah there's a few um i've crossed yeah, swords with down yeah. the i mean uh, there's one that does a particular show and uh as soon as you give another alternative to it um you're not popular and um you know you're <laughs> uh hounded forever more for you know given that, that alternative when you when you brought about social media, and uh, I mean there is there's there's a there's a, a an amusing web uh, Facebook group that I follow, and it's called I think it's Paranormal Hauntings or something. Um, I, I forgive me if if I've just named yours and it's the wrong one because they they have in their pinned comments, um, don't come here if you are a skeptic. This is only for believers. And oh, anybody that comes, you know, then they they submit their old <laughs> photographs and their photographs with the red circles on, and they ask yeah, the yeah. rest of the group, "I think this might be a ghost. What do you all think?" And there's always one. There's always one brave soul will pop the head over the parapet and say, "I think that might be dust," and they get mullered, absolutely massacred. But they, you know, you can see the whole thing fold in on them, and everybody in the group. Well, goes I. For I them. I like can remember shaking a lamp, calling out his lamophobia. I can remember shaking a lampshade and the dust come off it. Took a picture and I went up to a medium and said, "What do you think that is?" He said, "That's your late grandfather and your late grandmother." Uh, How do you know I, they didn't, didn't come back as dust hide. particles? <laughs> well, that's, that's true. Yeah, I, you that's, know, that's a very. I'd probably, I'd probably yeah. be diplomatic if I said, they, "Oh, they've come back as dust particles." Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, so Richard, I want to get a little bit back to with you. I mean, you joined the SBR. What was the purpose of you joining the SBR? In I, I joined the SBR. I mean, I, I I love why people believe in things, but I also do enjoy um, the research. I mean, I, I respect a lot of people in in the the paranormal. If you, I hate it when they call it paranormal field or paranormal world but I, I do respect a lot of serious researchers and the SPR do wonderful talks sometimes that I you know I've not yeah, I've got to attend actually I've not been up to London um, but um, you know those You're are the things man. I really enjoy yeah um, and, I, and I you know um, I listen to to a lot of what they say and things like that I don't know how they probably, I mean, I, I'm, as Steve said, they have had non-believers in the past. Um, I, I think they've, uh, they know that I'm quite outspoken and they seem to be following me at the moment on Twitter. I don't know how long that'll last. They'll probably unfollow me. Um, but um, I, I know what, what gets me with the SPR, and I, I don't know if Steve will clarify this, but sometimes I think... Uh-oh, we lost them. Yeah, we lost him. Oh, does he realize he's now talking into? No, um, probably not. No doubt he'll be back in a minute. Hopefully, if Roy is. Well, we'll just chat amongst ourselves. Yeah, so So, uh, it's it's been interesting. I mean, I I was fascinated. What Richard said is, you know, really resonates with me. I do love it when somebody comes on with the opposite. Or a challenging perspective. Not challenging. I like that's better. Yeah, yeah. because I, I think when you get the, uh, I think he's back. Hopefully, I think that's no. probably the, um, the 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 community just cutting me off. <laughs> probably do that. We, yeah, yeah. You you were just on the you were just on the cusp, Richard, of saying something about the SPR and. Yeah, I think they're I think they're a little bit stayed in their ways, some of these people. I think they, you know, that's the problem. I think, you know, I, I think they're trying to improve and modernize. Um but I think, you know, they need to I mean I I've got when I've gone out because actually funnily enough, I have actually uh well not so long ago, I did have a group of people that I went out with and I said, I'm the non believer, but I'll go out with you just to to your location and um I got them to join the SPR and um but so Ask him again. Ah, Don. I think the SPR of I think the the witch doctors in the SPR of got a hold of have uh, been mongolizing. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. no, Richard makes a valid point actually because the SPR was founded in 1882, and in many ways, it is a little antiquated in some of its thinking. And um, I'm going to get shouted down for saying that, but yeah, but it is it does need to address some of the um, you know the modern changing environment in which certainly the uh, field investigators are having to deal with. You know, I mean, we we think back to the Enfield poltergeist where the two investigators from the SPR, they were both, I think, in their 50s at the time, Guy Playfair and Morris. Um, and 
when they wrote when when guy wrote this house is haunted and described the investigation and the methods that they were using nobody raised you know nobody batted an eye that these two um, Hello. gentlemen Hello. Were, were, were sitting in Can a you hear me okay now loud and yeah, clear we're in it yeah. we're in you know in the same bedroom as two sleeping young girls that had put them in prison for certain today uh, yeah, he there didn't was, know what we were there was talking about. I was, I was saying, Richard, that you know, in many ways, um, I do agree with some of the comments you made about the SPR. Um, and I, I was just saying, founded in 1882 and probably still stuck somewhere yeah, in the past, yeah. and that they're not addressing many, certainly in, with regard to field investigation. Um, I think that there is. Uh, a need to modernise, a need to realise that we are in the but, 21st, you know, the, the 21st century, yeah, and the world yeah, is, is a changed you place. Compare, you compare the ways they, they did it back in, in those days versus the TV, which is what we based all our investigation, not we, meaning me, yeah, but we, we, no, we no, based no, on no. TV, so you, it's totally different. But, and, and in a lot of ways, that old old way is better. Yeah, uh, no, it no. is. It is. I if think you if you compare it to I... what you see on television, anything's better. Yeah. But oh, yes. Yes, but modern definitely. field research yeah, that's what isn't like television. Group side, Steve. Yeah, but modern field research conducted by organisations like the SPR and the investigators within. Well, if you if you strip away, mo there there are around about twelve thousand ghost hunters in the UK. Exactly. People who go. So, if you strip away all of those who are involved in groups, um, the you know who are doing it for you know their own, you are probably left with several hundred who are more um, scientifically orientated in their approach, more methodical, more critical in their approach. So it is a tiny, Do you tiny. Think, I mean, I. I I think the TV has definitely, I mean, most haunted. I got that out quick. Um, yeah. And programs like, like that. I think they have attracted the the terrible um, surge of ghost hunters we've got at the moment, you know. Um, and that's caused, a, I mean, you know, it was a show and, you know, that's what happens. But, um, and it's a shame because the SPR could, you know, I'd say to people, Society for Psycho Research, and they say, what's that? You know, they don't know. Who they exactly, are. exactly, and that's a point I've I've made to the SPR itself, saying that you know yeah. within within the you know the paranormal community, there are a great majority of people who do not know what the SPR. They don't even know what it is. You know, you say, oh, the SPR, what's that? So it's not a case yeah. of not knowing what they do. It's a case of never heard of them. In fact, when when the um, the SPR published the revised new edition of the guidance notes um, and it was being promoted. There were people who responded uh, in, in respected paranormal groups. One of the comments that I always remember is just because they've been going for 130 years, what right does that give them to tell us how to do stuff? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I have to ask Richard a question. So when I taught 
uh, paranormal CSI at, at Northern Essex, the, one of the things I always stressed was that when we go out to investigate, you're there to collect evidence. You're not there to disprove or not prove. You're supposed to check your beliefs at the door. And if you're going out as a skeptic, aren't you really going looking to disprove things well, rather than just collecting evidence? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't go out. I don't go out like that okay. anymore um because but 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 when i did i used to say to people you know i've got to go in there and i've got to leave everything out the out the window you know and, and come in here completely you know um and i think also what's the shame as well going back to those paranormal investigations i think it was andrew green that wrote in the guide to ghost hunting or whatever it was and he said about they should go there really with the assumption that it isn't um a dead spirit they're speaking to or whatever and they don't do that you know a lot of these go these 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 paranormal groups they go there straight away do you know you're dead i mean that's what Mike, Mike, not gonna harm you. yeah oh god bless us anyway Oh, wait a minute, you don't believe in God either. I'm sorry. Yeah, but the, <laughs> those, those, those are the lines that are learned from the television that Richard highlighted before. They are. They, are. They, hear, yeah. they hear Yvette, they hear Zach, they hear others um, offering these these platitudes and reassurances. They um, use our energy is another popular one. Yeah. 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 Um, how? An astral um, plane, astral plane, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, the, the, I mean, that's quasi-religious, isn't it? They're dragging in uh, yeah. ideas from different religions into these. This I idea of astral projection. Well, religion uh, is paranormal, so it fits right in with the, the the thing. I mean, it's it's something you can't prove. Yeah, but then you know, in the next breath, they're also dragging in quantum mechanics. I'll give you a break. <laughs> Well, yeah, they, they do bring in quantum mechanics quite they a do. lot, and they also and they also bring in um, demons and things like that. You know. Uh, oh yeah, which, demons uh, are very know. popular at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, they've been they've been they, actually fair dues to the demons because you know if you remember the progression through Most Haunted or Ghost Hunters in America, you went through the uh, you know they quickly went through the the ghost silently gliding down the corridor because that was quite passe. Um, mm. Then they went on to the murderers and the cohorts. And then they had to up the game a bit and then they went through the entrapped children. Um, do you remember that phase? Yeah. Held against their will, these yeah. little poor little spirit children forced to sing nursery rhymes for all eternity. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I and, and, <laughs> and now it's like, oh, to hell with it we'll just go after the i mean in fact they've gone beyond the demons now that you know they're actually some groups are actually doing battle with well the it devil made me itself. laugh when they did um Pen when they did pendle hill because you know um they they were all evil witches they were all out for you know they 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 um at children they did all sorts of things when all they were were poor misunderstood women you know yeah that were exactly persecuted right. yeah and ron is very near salem where they managed to do the same thing in america yeah Oh, yeah. yeah, I've been to Salem, and yeah, it was amazing when I went there. Yeah, yeah, it's like a zoo now. So <laughs> I don't it know is. how amazing it is, <laughs> but uh, you know, well, I'll tell has... you what. I mean, the Americans can turn can turn a, a, a mass execution into a tourist industry. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did find that when I went to the Salem Museum. I did tend to go around the uh, around Salem itself and try and avoid it. You know, uh, <laughs> the, the coach stops there and everyone gets excited. We're going in there and uh, somebody's telling you the history of witches and you're thinking, no, nah, I don't think that's quite as it should be, but, you know, or quite true. And on your way out, buy the T-shirt, the baseball cap, the patch. Yeah. Yeah, Which I always had a gift for Steve when uh, I came there. Um, I've probably been to Salem more than you have. <laughs> I don't I, think so. I always go in for the parade, the Halloween. Yeah, I know you do. You're crazy. <laughs> That's besides the point. I learned that a long time ago. Anyways, uh, we are running down to the end of the stove, yeah, stove, into the show. And uh, Richie, do you have any thoughts that you would like to break? I know because we talked about all kinds of stuff on the show. Is there any? particular thoughts you'd like to bring up before we uh, end it no i think i think you know people need to just learn to you know chill a little bit with people's non-beliefs and uh you know take the humor on the chin and realize that it's not a personal attack um which you know they often come up with um i'm going to be starting a podcast in uh, next year um but oh, i'm cool. doing a studio at my house i'm going to make a studio at my house so uh mm-hmm. it's going to be uh Done, done a bit proper if I can. It's going to cost me a bit, but um, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to have people on. I'll, I'll have you guys on as well. So um, you know, I think it'll be good to, even though I'm the non-believer, I will be good to have people on that that, that research it, know what they're talking about, and uh, give all sides to the story. Yeah, I mean, on our shows, the, the, the three Ghost Chronicle shows, is that. We're called Ghost Chronicles, but we we talk about a lot of things, things that are of interest to people. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so it, that's what you want to do. You want to get all points of view, all thoughts. Uh, you might think they're crazy batshit, but uh, you know it's still their point of view. And and you, it's easy to judge somebody if you don't try, unless you listen to them and at least see if there are yeah. any valid yeah. points in it. You're gonna yeah, have to do definitely. a show on it, either either Richard or us is gonna have to do a show on the batshit crazy stuff because there is just so much of it. Oh, yeah. There is a there show is, there on its own. You get you get yeah. to uh, what, what's the craziest batshit stuff you batshit crazy stuff you've the seen? The rabbit hole goes on. We'll be down the yeah, rabbit hole in no time. I, th- I think that, that I think I think that that title would be you know like your craziest paranormal experiences. Yeah, I think yeah. that would fly. That would fly. We're gonna have to do that one, Ron. Have stick it on yeah. our agenda as well before yeah. Richard does it. <laughs> <laughs> There's room for everyone, kids. There's room for everyone. It's a big playground. But uh, there are a thousand podcasts out there. I mean, it's like the thousand ghost ghosts. I mean, Steve knows that. The TV shows uh, kind of wrecked it for a lot of the original investigators that were out there and had well, they the, they the, put the price of it up. Yeah, they put the price up, and they yeah. made it difficult to to. Venues uh, uh, are very difficult to get. Yeah, yeah, very much yeah. so. So much so. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Richard, we are, are running out of time, and if uh, people want to get. Touch with you, send hate mail or something. Uh, no, I mean, if they do want to <laughs> learn more about Richard Case, how can they do it? Well, I've still got the website that's going to be changed, but it's www.theghostchallenger.co.uk, or they can find me on Twitter. They just put the ghost challenger in and 
it'll come up with my name. Uh, you know what? I thought Richard Felix had called himself the Ghost Challenger, but uh, since he no. steals every, since no. he steals every everything, no, I he was the Ghost Finder General. <laughs> oh, he Ghost Finder General. Yes. General. Yes. Yeah, he's the well, Ghost Finder General. Have, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we do have to wrap it up. Uh, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International right here on uh, TojiNet Radio, and we're all good podcasts. Podcast go to die. To die. Yeah, I should let you just finish that, say, because you say it better than I do. Anyways, yeah. and uh, our special guest today is my lovely the, English accent. Yeah. I saw a bit on the English accent and uh, why why Americans love the English accent. And uh, yeah, next time you come. Well, forward, I mean, Dylan's Dylan's living proof of that. Oh yeah, not look, say it's no not looks. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I wasn't going to say that, but uh, this is true. Anyways, we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, two eighty six Merrimack Street, but new in Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Library, fifteen High Street, not that we're in Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Become a member of the Deadier Society, and we'll be back uh, for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation shortly. Thank you, everyone. Good night and God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.